Hey y'all, before we get into the cast, I just wanted to thank my boy Mark for showing up and sharing his experience with me. Uh, it's always nice to have someone to bounce your ideas off of. But that being said, if there's anything that I can do better to improve the quality of the cast, just DM me or leave your opinion somewhere in the comments and I'll definitely go read it. But without further ado, here's the 2021 New Year's episode. Enjoy. I just bought Dogecoin, and this is the greatest day. I'm just so proud of myself. Have you heard about Dogecoin, dude? No, I haven't. <laughs> so it's like Bitcoin, but not like Bitcoin at all. It's, it's actually more like a waste of money, but it's really funny. Is it related yep. to reality in any way? Uh, it is related to reality. It is, it is a legit currency that you can buy and sell stuff with. One Dogecoin equals about one penny. And I'm just hoping that maybe in 10 years it goes up to a dollar and then I'll have $900. So we'll see. You know, have you been looking at the U.S. economy lately? I have been and it's not very good. Because <clears throat> I'm like, maybe I should start investing in silver. Yeah, that would be a very smart idea. Yeah, that would be a really smart idea. Yeah, my mom's trying to get me to do it. But I don't really I would have... buy. Hmm? I don't really have a workflow right now or like money. Yeah, flow, so. Nor do I, nor do I. Yeah, what I have. I'm looking for work, like, real hard. Yeah. I don't know. So, what, what, what's your situation? Are you still at the dorms, or are you Nah, I, I was only on campus for a month. Everything went online, and my next semester is going to be online, too. So, I'm just at home, you know, L. But, you know, I get to be at home, so that's cool. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And it's like a lot of free time, no commuting, and I get to go find a job. So that's good stuff. What did you gain from 2020? What did I gain from 2020? Did you from Actually, I okay. I gained a lot from 2020, I think. Yeah? Um, I gained a lot of time being at home with family, spending time with family, which I actually thought was like really worth it. Yeah. There's a lot of good things that I, that I think have come out of the whole coronavirus um, lockdown situation and i think it exposed a lot of things that are going on in government exposed a lot of people's hearts you know yeah where you fall where who's who which is good and bad i mean when people get isolated like that for a couple months they really start to show their true colors yeah for sure and that's i i think i fall into that category as well you know what i mean in oh, terms yeah. of oh yeah now <laughs> Because, like, when you're not quarantined, I mean, you have other stuff to do than show your true colors. <laughs> right, right. Everybody can go out and work and things, which is a big pro – to me, it's a big problem. I don't think a lot of people ever want to show their true colors, and, and they get to hide them um, in a healthy way by working, by socializing. And that was stripped, of course, but um, at the same time, it can bring out of things that – that, that need attention in certain people's lives. There was definitely a lot of bad that came out publicly, like with everyone. But I think like personally, I think I improved the most out of 2020 out of all the years, to be honest. I agree. I a hundred percent agree personally. There's, 
I started running this year. I started running and I started playing guitar consistently. Now to do those two things consistently, I don't think could have happened without, without the shutdown Mm -hmm. because it, it, you know, forced you, forced me to have more time to think about, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So I can be creative. I can take care of my body in a way that I hadn't before. And I know for a fact that, um, that was super helpful on top of that. I started taking vitamins. The whole there was a whole vitamin D craze that came out, right? Some people are saying <laughs> yes, it works. Some people say no, it doesn't work. For me, it works fantastically. I I usually uh, get sick probably once every three months for about a week. Mm-hmm. But um, I started taking vitamin D daily, just just a, a tablet daily, and I have not been sick this year or, or last year at all, and this year now. You know what I mean? Like all of yeah. 2020 except for very early on i was sick for about a week but it was the first year that i had gone without getting sick like three times three or four times so yeah you know there's interesting discoveries that come out like that i think that's true i too have been taking vitamins (laughs) yeah yeah but vitamin c is is awesome i've been taking beard growth vitamins i I didn't know they had I got extremely dead it's it's there's like no secret chemical it's pretty much just biotin Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, dude. Collagen. Have you heard about collagen? Is that a type of protein? Uh, yes. Um, it's a, it is a type of protein. It's a strand-like protein. And you put it in your, your coffee or your tea or your milkshakes or whatever, and um, it, helps, it helps hair grow. Ooh. I know okay. um, from a relative of mine, they're getting older, right? Started to get gray hairs. They started to, their hair started to fall out. Mm-hmm. and um they started taking collagen for about a for about a month and before you knew it before we knew it uh their hair was growing back again and it was actually growing with color again and we're like this is insane no way but um <laughs> but they were taking a lot of collagen a lot of collagen okay um it's definitely something to look for okay yeah no my mom she she put me on that all the time i just didn't know the actual health benefits of it Oh yeah, yeah. It's um. She would usually just give me a drink full of vitamins and concoctions and whatnot, and I'd pretty yeah. much be her lab rat. It's a, it's a, it's a like um. Honestly, imagine it as a little rope that um your cells produce to like connects connect skin tissue. It's in a lot of skin. I just learned this from my anatomy class last semester. It's all in your skin. Uh, I think it's in your tendons as well. I could be wrong about that, but it's a mm-hmm. connective. It's a connective protein, um, and that and it helps produce hair. I think a lot of people got um, were be, have become uh, more health minded in mm-hmm. a really good way. Especially of, since like COVID is like you could literally get COVID anytime, anywhere. So people are extremely skeptical about their health. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's everywhere, everywhere. There's no hiding. I think before the crisis happened i think society at least in america was kind of taking all the problems and burying it under the mat 2020 definitely exposed it and i'm grateful for that yeah me too it's um it's a tough situation because of okay so it exposed the problem so now it forces you to deal with it forces us society our society to deal with it and i think the events that happened uh last wednesday mm-hmm. are part of that you know when you're sick and you know you need to puke mm-hmm. and you know if you puke you'll feel better 
mm-hmm. kind of had a puking moment at that. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. And I think it was better it happened sooner than later. Um, but at the same time, you know, it could also be indicative. It could, it could also indicate um, more symptoms coming, which uh, could or could not be oh, the case. Definitely. Yeah. Go into a full on civil war. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be banned. Yeah. I, I would, I would, um, propose a, 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 a civil divorce because I really think that there are two, <laughs> there are two people, there are two kinds of people in the country. Right. And mm-hmm. you, you honestly fall on one of the one, one of the sides of the fence, regardless. It just comes down to value. And you can, you can look at a map of the U S um, and see which counties voted for who. And honestly, I'm like, just split it up, you know, let's avoid any kind of conflict. Turn people, America people into factions. No, it, well, make a democratic president it. and a Republican president. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're supposed to be on it. I think that's what we're supposed to be because that's what we have states. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ideally, the way the U.S. is set up is so you learn about yourself as you grow up, you find your values, and then you can look at the map of the U.S. and you can look at the values of each state and say, okay, I'm going to this state because that's where I belong. That's where that's where the values of those people align with my mind, right? But you're still in the union. So the military is built up to protect the entire country while someone else would say, well, I have a more progressive view. I'm going to this state, you know what I mean? And everything works out fine, but that's, that's not the case with the, the federalization, you know, instead of, instead of states rights, it's just one nation where, where something's passed and everybody has to follow it. You know, some people want a state where they can smoke weed. Some people don't, you know what I mean? And um, I think, I think it's it's it should come down to the states. You know what I mean? But I think at this point we're pretty much just cutting our losses altogether. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. we're absolutely just sick of the whole situation. Right. And we'll do like anything to get it to end, but people keep stirring the pot. But I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I know. I always go to politics. I didn't originally <laughs> want this. Yeah, episode. <laughs> yeah i know i could go on because i know i know yeah but i wanted to talk like personally like mentally like physically i know you already discussed some of the physical aspects yeah how are you mentally bro how are you doing how am i mentally dude honestly um how's that noggin of yours my noggin my noggin is pretty good but i wish I could meet new people more easily. That's something that I was really looking forward to as a uh, college freshman, as a first year student Mm -hmm. that I didn't get to experience. So I'm super thankful, right, for my high school friends. They're awesome. I talk to them every day. Um, But I definitely feel lacking in in kind of the branching out of of my like my social group. I want to meet more people. I want to talk to more people. It's not happening. It's it's not possible in a zoom classroom i think you i'm sure you can attest to this if you've been in a zoom class when the when the teacher asks question nobody responds you know yeah, I, and I, then you I send you they yeah. send you into groups and everyone's on their phone right they send you into breakout rooms and no one does anything yeah. and honestly i don't blame i don't blame them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it gives me hope though uh, that people will be a lot more outgoing once everything has opened up again, and once maybe class is back in section and is back in session in person, um, I think a lot of people will. Hopefully, I could be wrong. 
but I hope a lot of people will be like really outgoing and like they have a, a need to talk to people. I think that's definitely a con that I've struggled with as well, but it's it's kind of given me more of an opportunity to strengthen the relationships that I already have. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And um, like another thing that I took from 2020 was like, it's, it's, it's extremely easy to think negatively about the situations that are happening all over. But yeah. like, if you can figure out a way to take that negative thing for face value and kind of s switch it around and like make it a lesson for yourself, it becomes a positive, like, does it not? Absolutely. So like, well, yeah. whereas you're, you're lacking in relationships with new people, you could be focusing on relationships that are, you already have with people. Yes. And my mom has been telling me this over and over again, and I didn't decide to listen to her until the end of this year. And she's, she's, every time I come home, she keeps asking me these questions, like these extremely basic questions about my friends. And it kind of blew my mind that I didn't really know any of those basic questions about them. Like I really should ask more. I really should be more interested in what they have to say. Right. What they have to say, who they are. Yeah. yeah. And it That's really makes I, you question like, are you, are you their best friend? Right. Yeah. Right. Who is this person? Yeah. You know, that's something I'm going to take away from here for sure. I want to make sure I know some of those things about my friends, which I, I might not know, honestly, you know? Yeah. And if you just learned all of that about them now, like how much more do you have to go? Right. I bet it opens a lot of doorways about uh, between, between friends, you know, yeah. like, I didn't know you knew this. I've known you this long. I didn't know that. And then you can have a whole other conversation about something that you have in common or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think, I feel like, um, oh, I feel like a lot of times and, um, when you're having a conversation with somebody, you wh what I know that I do sometimes, and this is a this is a very bad habit, right? Is I wait for something for them to say that that I'm familiar with. I'll stop listening, and I'll prepare what I'm going to say once they get done talking, based on that point, right? When mm -hmm. I should have continued to listen to what they were saying. And that's just trying to be a part of like the conversation, right? That's just trying right. to get your cards on the table, right? And I think that can, I think that maybe has been mitigated by the last year, the events of the last year, because now you're just, now you just want to listen and see what, see what's up with everybody. You know, people are very more, it is a good thing. A positive from last year is that people are more attentive. I feel to other people, you know, right. in the previous years, 2019, 2018, I would, uh, this isn't a complaint, but it's just um, something I've experienced I, I, and, kind of known among other people is that they won't ever receive a, a, a text from somebody asking how they are. You know what I mean? How are you doing? What's going on? Right. Yeah. But I saw a lot of that uh, during 2020. Yeah. And that's a, a perfect segue into the other thing that I, I learned. I learned that um, I was extremely antisocial uh, towards the beginning of 2020 and like all of the previous years before that. I don't know if you recognize me being the quiet kid in the group. Uh, a little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. But you had some, you also had some good things to say. But I, I put I could put you there for sure. But when it came to new people, I kind of always figured that everyone wants to be left to themselves. Like no one, no one really wants to be talked to. They don't want to be put in that situation. Like they don't want to talk to me. Why would they want to talk to me? But as I started to learn more about mental health and 
like 2020 was a big year for mental health for me. I learned a lot about my mental health. I learned a lot about other people's mental health. And when I realized that, you know, people have stuff wrong with them mentally, you can't always assume that they don't want to be talked to. Like sometimes people, people with mental illnesses, sometimes they need an anchor or like a hand to hold through the dark, like something that just helps them through what they're going through. And it's not just those people, it's everyone. Everyone kind of needs an anchor to like get pinned back into reality, especially in 2020. Do you think you could elaborate on your kind of anchor, right? Because when you say anchor to life, what comes to me is like religion, right? It's the one thing that's constant throughout somebody's life. Usually, of course, it depends, right? But that's what the purpose of it is. So is that what you're, is that kind of what you're talking about? That kind of anchor about one thing that you can go back to that, that will. It's more so like, it's more so like you're flying further and further into your head and Mm -hmm. your head is a dangerous place. Okay. I understand where you're going. Yes. And then you need to give them an anchor so that they can come back down to reality, to where they are now and kind of talk through it with them. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I definitely know what you mean with, with that. It's easy to create situations that don't exist and then to spiral yeah. into, in, into a situation and, and get yourself angry and things. Absolutely. I feel like a very mentally healthy person, but I, I create negative situations all the time, right? right? But I think what keeps me healthy, and I'm, I'm very thankful for this, is that I can realize, wait, stop. This isn't set in reality, right? And some mm-hmm. people might not have a governor in there in them that it might not be as strong to stop them and so you have to be that that governor that 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 stopping force that that anchor that life i think a life lifesaver the little yellow thing the orange things what are they called that you throw into into the water i think they're called lifesavers yeah. you know what i mean be a lifesaver i learned that you're never really ever going to figure out what exactly they're going through right because you, you're not in their mind but Sometimes it's as simple as a phrase of just like telling them to breathe in and out. Just don't forget to breathe, you know? Yeah, that's a good lifesaver, telling somebody to breathe. I think um, also on a physical level, it's easy to get into a panic attack if if they start hyperventilating or something, you know what I mean? But what can you keep you constant? It's ancient, right? Mm -hmm. It's an ancient thing people people meditate and they focus on their breath. They clear their mind of, of everything and they focus on their breath. Like... I'd like to consider myself a, a, a pretty iron-minded person. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hard to get past. But every once in a while, I have these divots in my mentality. And if they're taken advantage of, it can spiral extremely quickly. Yeah. So I learned to become kind of introspective. A lot of people see talking to yourself as kind of something of insanity. But I think if you can talk to yourself properly and really meditate and really actually figure out what's going on inside your body, you that's that's like a really big tool that you can use for, for when your mind does go into those divots. Absolutely. Because you won't need that third party to talk you through it. You can teach yourself to be that third party. And you, you mentioned talking to yourself, right? And And plenty of people have journals where they write down how they're feeling, they're, write, they're writing down their goals, they're writing down, they have daily journals where they do this. And I think that's the same thing, um, maybe in a little bit of a different form. I have to ask somebody who does that because I don't journal, but I, I 
know to tell myself to calm down, right? As uh, whenever something might ag agitate. Yeah, I think maybe teaching people how to calm down is something that might need to happen because sometimes have, do you ever feel like you're in third person, right? You're, you're looking, you're outside of yourself and you're exactly like introspection, I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah. You're upset about something, something went wrong. And then can you take a breath? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hate. Yeah. What about it? I learned that it shouldn't exist. Okay. Interesting. I think Why not? that for me personally, hating people doesn't really do anything for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really get much of a lesson out of it because it's completely fueled by emotion. I mean, you could hate someone for who they are, but I just look at it like I'm glad that you exist because I have a perfect example of what I shouldn't act like. <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Like, you in yourself are a lesson to me. And I'm grateful for that. Right. I'm grateful that I can advance in life not acting like you. That's a really good point. And, of course, you know, I don't ask, like, why don't, like, why shouldn't hate exist? Of course, hate shouldn't exist, I, I don't think. And I think I think hate um, only hurts yourself, you know. I'm sure I think you were alluding to this somewhat. Because they don't know that you're hating them. You know what I mean? They have no idea. They're eating their ice cream. They're reading their book. And you're there hating them, right, in your heart. Mm -hmm. And it's eating you, and you're just so angry about this person. Well, they might, they might have no idea. So that's think, just my thoughts on hate. Yeah, and I think another thing that today is society struggles with is empathy. I think everybody jumps. Like, if they see an action that someone else does, they just jump immediately to hate when realistically they should be a little more empathetic towards their situation and really just not jumping to conclusions and trying to investigate more about the situation before you go on to hating them right why is it that this person thinks this way you know i think um the cultural situation is a perfect example of what you're talking about people yeah put someone on somebody's side and that's that you know you're red or you're blue i hate you i mean don't hate this person for being red right hate the system for raising right. them that way i don't know no that's a good point you know but don't hate that it, specific person yeah it's a it's a systemic problem yeah. why people turn out the way they they do i i really think uh cultures can you can create a good culture based on good values you know Mm -hmm. what things that you don't learn in school to be charitable where, where's our charity class you know to give to other people everyone has the idea that everyone should be taken care of by some other power right the government should take care of everyone i know i'm not going to get too much into politics but it's i think i think it, i think um politics is downstream of culture and this is where it stems from well if if you think everyone should be taken care of where's 10 bucks to the charity right how about you buy them a meal Right. Where can you set them up for a night, you know, to help them before they so they can get back on their feet? It should be a personal responsibility thing. Right. Where's our responsibility class? Where's our honesty class? I want to have an honesty class. How do I be honest? I think the system I, is I think the system is pretty much just leaving that up to the parents. I think the parents are responsible for those 
ideals to come out of their child. And the simple answer is just nobody's been doing it as far as I'm concerned. And like from what I'm looking at the media, nobody's been teaching their kids that. Nope. For a few reasons, I think it doesn't, it's not a moneymaker. You don't make money telling people to be honest. Oh, it absolutely is a moneymaker. I mean, there's people on TikTok and YouTube filming themselves giving to the homeless. Nobody knows what happens afterwards, but it's definitely uh, a moneymaker. It's a, a moneymaker, but that's all. I think that's all sensationality. You know what I mean? Who's gonna get popular sitting down in front of a cop in front of a computer and saying, "Okay, it, it could happen." You know, I don't know, but it's like so when you see somebody, they have value. Why do they have value? Because they're human, because they were created by God, whatever, you know, they have an infinite value because of their hum- humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to treat them right. It's like, okay, cool. What does that entail? Helping them when they're hurt. Spending your own time listening to somebody else. I, I see what you're saying about the, it should come from the parents, but I think it can come from the system. I think it, it depends on what, what, what are the priorities of the system. And I guess that goes back to the parents, you know, who, who want this education for this kind of, for, 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 for their children in whatever way. I mean, the they fact, want. the fact of the matter is that it takes a lot to be altruistic. It does. Like, even if you're trying to be altruistic, like subconsciously, you're being altruistic for your ego's sake. You could say that. Absolutely. I bet that's that's ninety percent of the reason why I would ever try to be altruistic. To be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it might have that um, it might have that intent, but over time it becomes more honest. So you know, after ten years, you go from ninety percent to eighty percent, and so now you're being altruistic because you actually care about somebody. Another ten years, you're seventy percent for your ego, sixty percent. I think it can happen like that. But um, this is this this conversation brought up a question that i thought could be interesting so is it nature or is it nurture right some people of course have different personalities we've all met people with different kinds of personalities some some are more hot-headed some are more relaxed and quiet Mm -hmm. but can you teach altruism to the hot-headed person can you teach the quiet person to be outspoken uh and and stand up for what's righteous right i think you can um but Maybe they acted out in different ways. What do you think about that? I, I don't. It, it's not a, a matter of whether they're simply quiet or simply hot-headed. I mean, there's there's got to be a reason for why they're quiet or hot-headed. I mean, I know a lot of people, including myself, who are quiet because of past traumas. I know okay. hot-headed people who are hot-headed just because they have a mental illness they're bipolar yes i mean it's it really depends on the details okay some some i mean some people if if the quiet person is also quiet and willing to learn and is wise in that nature i mean yeah that should be i I mean they would at least give it a go a try to stand up for themselves and speak louder but if if they're hot-headed and stubborn, well, obviously not. They're not going to care for any of that. That's an interesting take. I like it. I agree with it. You know, <clears throat> you know, 
are you born are people born like that are, are people born in this certain kind of way or is it the society that crafts them into being well uh, i think it's i think it's, I think it's but, a lot of both yeah i mean naturally you could be born with bipolar mm -hmm. but you could choose Ooh. to do nothing with that nurture like on the nurture side of things if people plant societal issues and like bipartisan sides into your head then you're gonna start to have issues you're gonna start to have moral dilemmas right and i guess that could um that could bring out whatever whatever might be part of nurture for you you know it might make you rage or it might make you uh shut up uh i don't want to get too far away from from the original point of where, of where you wanted to take this about 2020 so how can we right. kind of get back maybe if that's what you're going for where do you want to take it where do i want to take it um i just kind of wanted to yeah. i just wanted to get out all of the things that we had learned this year and i want to if i can make an annual one okay. and make an annual episode yeah, absolutely. I don't even know if this cast will be existing in the next year. Who knows? Sure. But it'd be great to have it on record and listen back to it. But if you want to look back on this as well, that's a, yeah, that would be great. Up to you. I just it. thought it was a good idea. What other things do you think you've learned? So you talked about hate. We talked about um, being a lifesaver for someone, being a lifesaver for yourself, breathing in these kind of of uh, tips and, and tactics for staying strong health right physical these new things the concoctions the collagen the the vitamin d which is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> i don't know last night i was up at four in the morning uh expanding because as soon as uh 2021 started i immediately made a list on what i thought i learned over the past year and then last night i stayed up till four in the morning expanding on that list and i wrote something i wrote something about being better okay that's hard that's a good it's a very big question great. why are you striving to be better you know are you trying to be better than the like a different person that you quote unquote hate out of like are you trying to be better than them at their own game out of spite like are you trying to win the award for world's best person i mean how can you better yourself properly to where you're creating a positive imprint on the world and yourself so why why do you want to be better yeah why why, why do you want to be better mark i, I want to be better yeah um i want to be better so that when life does something really catastrophic right right there's the death of a loved one a mother a father brother sister right yeah um someone who is strong someone who is better in my view right this isn't necessarily true for everyone but i think it's uh somewhat true universally is that that person and myself that i'll be able to take that moment and organize whatever needs to be organized in a proper way without melting down right mm -hmm. you have to be responsible 
not dependent on whoever it is that may have passed away. You don't have to be dependent on kind of seeking out new experiences or going to college, right? That didn't happen for us. I was really excited. Didn't happen. Okay. Well, if you're a better, can you better yourself from this experience? Can you be a better person in that moment and take responsibility? Right. And still fill the responsibilities that you have, even though the circumstances are not the way that you expected. Right. So I still have to do my classwork. I still have to do my schoolwork. I'm not at school. Bummer. Right. That's just a tiny kind of unfortunate situation but there's going to be a time when a really bad thing happens. It's going to happen to us all. That's part of life, right? So can can you be to me it's can you, can I be a good strong person, a good better person when something really catastrophic hits? Right. That's my take on on that kind of be a better person, right? Is can you withstand the the storm of life that's inevitable? And I think a lot of us nowadays have it really easy and I'm really thankful for that because we live in the 21st century. I can take an acetaminophene. I can take some aspirin. I can take whatever to get, get rid of my headache, right? Mm-hmm. hundred years ago, uh, someone might have to just live their entire life without any sort of they – might, they might have a constant headache. you know. Nowadays, there's treatments and stuff like that. And so I think we kind of have drifted away from why, why should I be a better person? Why should I be a better person and, and stand up to the struggles of life when I can just go and run away from it all? into my phone, into some medicine, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying those things are bad at all. I'm incredibly grateful for all, all of the things that, that the 21st century has given us. But being a better person is, uh, to me, about, like, taking on responsibility that is given in life. It's also about what gives you meaning in life. So if if you have a lot of responsibility, if you shoulder a lot of weight and take care of a lot of things, you are satisfied with yourself and you have completed the day's work, right? And so you're happy with your life. Yeah. You say, I've done it, right? I know for a fact when I don't, like when I procrastinate, I feel terrible on the inside, right? I'm not a workaholic or anything. I love to sit down and hang out. I'm enjoying my winter break right now very lavishly i guess you could say just hanging out with friends not not worrying too much but um to be a better person um to give your life meaning to to take on responsibility to to inspire other people because they now what have you become you've become someone that they can look to and say wow this world as horrible as it may be there's someone in this world who for a moment has stood up and and taken the storm they're a human just like me. I can do that as well. You, you've, you've inspired someone else, right? And so it's a ripple effect. One day they're going to do the same thing too. They're going to they're gonna weather the storm. They're going to stand up. Someone else will watch them. So if you, can, if you can be a good person, right, whatever that means, be charitable, be hopeful, be honest, then other people will be able to look and say, I can be honest. I can be charitable. I can be hopeful, right? And, and – it doesn't end there people often look at this situation like would it be selfish for me to improve myself or should i invest all my time and money into improving an organization or something that's doing it for me very interesting and i think that you would have more of an impact if you're investing it into yourself because as you get better that applies to having social connections, that applies to being 
qualified to have a mate you yes yes um i i i like the idea that you that you better another organization you better someone else you might help someone um and ultimately that helps yourself be a better person i think so you can be helping other people right but um it's kind of an exponential it's kind of a i don't want to say necessarily maybe it's exponential but it, it it's always a, a it's a feedback loop right so it goes back to you right. you've given and now you shall receive right you're not a so there's a there's a example of a lake right there's two lakes actually in this in this hypothetical situation i've i've heard this story a few times but there's a lake that has a stream going into it but no stream that goes out of it right and so the water stays stays there it doesn't flow so everything becomes stagnant there's only water going in right so say that you're a lake and you're only consuming things and now there's another lake that has a river flowing out of it now the nutrients can the nutrients can flow to other areas right mm-hmm. it can bring new life through it instead of being stagnant and, and consuming i know i'm not doing the best ex- at ex- explaining that analogy no I, but yeah uh, i think that's sort of what we're hitting on here in a way in that you know it's great it, you, you take in to give you right. you're sort of like a you're a hose or something i don't know you know your your purpose is to receive and then to give i want to get a little ethical for a second sure um when you look at people publicizing you know giving to the homeless and whatnot and you know, there's very clear uh, observations of some of these people being phonies and, you know, you know, some of the homeless are actors. Would you say that because you're publicizing the message of like, maybe, hey, you should give to the homeless. Do you think it's still like a positive message to be sending out there regardless of the situation being fake? Um, I think I could be wrong about this, but I don't think it's a ethical thing to do at all. I don't think that they inspire anyone to go out and give when I see something like when I think you should give when, when you, someone should give it, it shouldn't be a display of, you know, look at how great I am or anything like that, because it, uh, that's a really tough one, man. That's a really tough one. I'm I'm going to settle for. I wish I wish I could back up why I'm going to settle for it's not a good thing to do, even though I don't have the greatest explanation. I think maybe it goes back to being a good person, like at the heart of who you are. Yeah. So if you're going to give to somebody, you do it completely as a gift, right? So that that means you don't expect anything in fa- in return, right? So you don't expect any fame in return. You don't respect any kind of sensationalization surrounding you. And honestly, maybe when these people give and then it comes out that they're phonies, it creates more scandal. It creates sc- it creates scandal, and then it um, removes the inspiration and the, that that may have been there originally in people. And now they say, well, now I'm definitely not going to give because I don't want to be uh, seen as a phony, right? Right, and then they'll also look at that situation, and if they haven't done that situation before, they'll see it as unrealistic right right how, how can you how can i give a hundred dollars to a waiter you know what like, I mean? like like that homeless person that was just an actor how do i know that homeless my, my homeless person that i give to is going to act the same way 
Right. No guarantee. Not it now. Okay, fine. I'll keep my ten dollars. You know. Yeah. Whatever it is. Probably the greatest way to 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 help people out is to do it yourself. You know what I mean? But I'm like, if you see someone on the side of the road and they're begging for money, you know, maybe keep some beans in your car or some or some canned food that you can give them. You can tell them how to open up to open up a can of beans without a can opener. You take it and you um, start making a circular motion on the on the cement, and there you go. It's opened, and before you know it, um, you could keep socks in your in your car, right, and hand them some socks. It's something that they always need: new socks or a pair of pants or whatever. You know, a coat. You can get you can go to Walmart right now probably and get a big old furry coat that's on sale for like nine bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to help people. Uh, and, and honestly, so maybe now you're sitting in your car, you're at a stoplight, uh, someone's asking for help and you pull out a coat, right? You give them a coat, you give them some socks. The person, the the cars behind you see that, right? They don't know your name. They don't know who you are. They'll probably never see you again, but you've shown them now how to help somebody in in an authentic way. Yeah. I like that. Cause you're not necessarily putting yourself out there to solve all of their problems, but you're you know, you're giving them some hope. Right. Exactly. You know, there's a light in the world and, um, and of course you can give them money too. If you, if, if that's what you have at the time, of course there's the problem. Oh, is this person going to go spend it on alcohol or whatever? That's why, um, kind of the beans or the canned food or even the bag food, sometimes bag food works too, or or clothing, you know, is is preferable to me, but Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even Sorry. know that about the beans, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can take any kind of hand item, and if there's a cement block, a flat cement block, you can do a circular motion, rubbing it against it like you're grinding it down. And before you know it, it'll be open. That's crazy. And then, yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, you don't have to like smack it or anything. Uh, <laughs> you can get a rock even and and, and um, just scrape off the top piece of metal on the can. It'll come out. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Thing, that's like that. that's another issue that everyone's dealing with. It's like it's you're just giving them money and like in in a way like if they know what to do with that money, then yeah, it would be a perfect solution for what they're going through. But more often than not, homeless people stay on the streets because they lack that knowledge or right. or they have a different purpose for that money like alcohol or drugs. You know, yeah. So I think I think wisdom overall is key. If if you really just have a conversation with them, yeah, knowledge will set you free. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like give them resources, give them pointers towards resources, but overall, just give them a conversation. Yeah, show that, show your humanity, show them that they're human. They forget. That's something that I've heard from in different stories. Is that am I real? Am I a real person? How can somebody think that they're not a real person? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, just think of think of all of the times that you felt extremely insecure and afraid and you had the luxury of crawling up in a ball or going under your covers under with with a roof under your head or over okay. your head. <laughs> no, your yeah, head. no. <laughs> yeah. It's something they don't have and it's But it's, you had that only... time and you had that comfort. And that's something they really don't have. And that's a big deal. Right. And there's the whole homeless issue is really pretty incredible. 
and I guess that's where you have to be able to weather the storms of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe some, maybe a family member died that they were depending on, which is the case for some people, and that's totally fine, right? But then now what do you do, you know? And they right. things happen before you know it. You're on the street, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But I don't want to be too negative about it because I, I also know that there are a lot of shelters that, that have rooms every night open, you know what I mean? And then... Um, I, I wonder how I can kind of segue to this. Uh, I can't do a good job at it, but I think it's important to say is that I know a lot that there are a lot of reports that homeless people are okay being homeless because that's the life they figured out how to live. Right. And so sometimes you, you can't solve that issue for them because it's not a problem they want to solve to begin with. Right. That's the life they've chosen. That's where they're at. Um, right. It ends up a different conversation um but i thought i'd just mention it you know yeah i mean that's that's a really good point actually i I think that's more for somebody who was like kind of trying to see like the whole of society like well why can't they have homes why can't the government build them homes why do they always go back to this situation you know what i mean and to really love them you you might have to figure out another way you know because your idea of your idea of loving them by giving them a house by by giving them a job and all these things that's not the love that they need at that time. That's not the help that they need. That was all I was going to say. Excuse me. Well, yeah. And again, if if they've grown used to the life of homelessness, yeah, homeless shelters exist. If if it's right. raining or it's there's a blizzard out, go to a homeless shelter. That's as far as we've gone to giving them free housing. Yeah. Um, and that's all we can really do, I mean. You know, I'd like to know some of them more. I don't know any, I don't know any homeless people. Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm at the library, the library that me and you meet up at some met up at before everything shut down. Smoky. I did a lot of studying there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there were definitely some homeless people there. You wouldn't know it, but if you had spent enough time, maybe you would, I don't know. And they're there every day and they just enjoy it. I've, uh, I've overheard a few of their conversations and seen them. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting the life they have. It's a few, there are a few veterans, the one veteran in particular. Anyway, I know that's like really, really niche to what we know, but <laughs> he's over there. Yeah. Well, no, that's interesting. I, I, I think some homeless people might have more of a grasp on life more than we do, to be honest. I, that's what I was trying to get at. That's exactly right. You know? They're they more have... out there. They're like, they're pretty much forced to interact with people because they don't really have right. a choice. They don't have the comfort of a home to like be like, nah, I don't think I want to talk to people today. Yeah. They don't have that liberty. Some of them don't have any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they get a lot of food from dumpsters and things like that. And maybe being free from money is sort of liberating. You know, people, that's a big worry that a lot of people always have oh my goodness what's gonna happen in the economy that's something i'm worried about you know i want to i'm looking for a job right now i i want to make some more money but these people they don't it's not even a concern to them yeah. and yet they eat every day some of them some of them not i know but but there's no guarantee in them eating and true exactly, exactly. that's that's what people like you and i are striving for it's that guarantee that we understand where our next meal is coming from yeah yeah that's a that's a good i wish i could experiment with that in some kind of way to not know where the next meal is going to come from i don't even think that's actually possible for someone like me 
to experiment with. I don't think I could be in a situation in the near future. Potentially, I could. I don't know the future. But I don't think I could be in a situation where I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. I mean, unless you really just got rid of all your resources and just put yourself out there. I don't have to go out and start walking into a forest or something. That would be cool, man. Even then, though, (laughs) I mean, yeah. But (laughs) if you were to simulate the life of a homeless person, even then, it kind of wouldn't work for your situation because, I mean, you still kind of have an understanding where your next meal would be coming from. You have a family. Right, exactly. Like, who cares about you? It's got to end the simulation. Time to go home. Got it. You know what I mean? That's always going to be a in my mind so that would never really work so i don't i don't think you can really test that life until all of your connections from your previous life are severed man imagine being in that situation i can't i don't think i can comprehend it i wish i could your parents in a a weird way your parents are gonna let you do that no way no way (laughs) there's no way yeah that'll be cool though i i I know that sounds kind of (laughs) weird no it's 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 absolutely cool i look at videos of this dude on youtube who doesn't have a home and he train surfs all across the country wow imagine man yeah there's something about that that calls to me i don't know why i think oh i'm sure it calls something... to everyone i'm sure everyone wants to do that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. dude just hop a train bro it's just we're all so tethered by society i can tell you man i need to get off my phone in some kind of way but I can't. I don't know why I can't just just drop it, dude. I need to just drop. I I just need to drop my phone, but I can't, man. I've completely like, crippled my sleep schedule. Yeah, oh, dude. I I don't know how I'm gonna start school on the 14th coming up here. I wish I could. I'm up at four and I'm waking up at like one. I'm very close to that. I'm not a few. I'm not many hours behind you there. <laughs> yeah. Do I you remember at, when you were a kid? Right. I looked at a post and. This chick was saying that she was having sleep issues and yeah. uh, she heard that the common way to solve that was by, I mean, obviously going to bed early, but instead of like that never works because right. your sleep schedule already thinks that you're going to get tired at four. So her simple answer was just to wake up early. So you set an alarm for like nine in the morning and then you're completely drained for the entire day. And then all yep. you want to do is go to bed early. Yep. Um, that's that's work for me. That usually happens the first day of school or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm just going to take the L. <laughs> be, probably, yeah. probably makes me, yeah, that, there's better ways to do it. But I don't think there's any way you can really avoid getting out of being really sleepy for some period of time if you really want to fix your schedule. Do you remember being a kid and not having a phone? When I was 10, I was either 10 or 9, I got my first computer. Okay. And shortly after that, I got an iPod. And my iPod was my everything. Got you, man. And so was Minecraft. Dude, 100%. Yeah. When I, I got my first computer when I was like 12, that's all I did. It's Minecraft. Anything after the, or anything before that? The only recollection I have is of my mother's uh, business that she used to run. No, it wasn't babysitting. It was daycare. She used to run a daycare. 
So I kind of automatically had friends coming into my house, whether I liked it or not. Yeah. Okay. That, and, that's cool. uh, I don't know. They told me to make a, a soup in the back of my, my mini car. What, what are they called? Yeah. The, the little tykes, the little tyke cars. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. The little I'm... ones that like kids around that are on batteries or not batteries, else. but they have a hole in the bottom where you put your feet and that's, oh, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. They told me are to they make like a... yellow. Yeah. Yeah. The funky one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They told me to make a, a dirt soup out of it with oh my God. rock and I ate it. Dang, man. You're a tough guy. I don't think I would have done that I ate at it. that age. I also ate a worm. Bro. Uh, I could not. I had a whole juicy <laughs> worm because one of them wouldn't give me my toy back and they told me to eat it. So I was like, bet. You're about to eat Give me words death, right? in a second here. <laughs> Man. That was, that was, that's living right there, bro. <laughs> I think I've definitely declined as a, as a man since technology. <laughs> I think I have to somewhat. When it's I was seven good. or eight, those were my peak caveman years. Dude, seven or eight was, you know, height of masculinity, eating worms and dirt soup. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, man. Like, that's hype, dude. I had Hulk gloves with the smashing sound. Hulk smash. Noise? No way. That's awesome. Yeah, they made noise. <laughs> They're my favorite. But yeah. I was like, I wish I could go. I wish I could just, yeah, like, just quit having a phone. You know what I mean? But it's impossible nowadays. Go back to that time. Yeah, kind of. It's a bummer. I kind of need technology for my career path. Yeah, me too. You know, I think for school, does. we're on school. Yeah, Hoy. I, I I don't know. I'm not on any social media on my computer, so realistically, I could live without social media, while also having access to technology. I would just have to get rid of my phone, but at the same time, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. So I have to be in, invested in that. Talking to her as well. That's a very good thing. Or I could just call her. You guys call on the phone? We do. Not very often, though. Okay. That's good. It's, do it a little bit. Totally. It's mainly Snapchat, but I'm feeling like I would gain more from a FaceTime call with her rather than a Snapchat text back and forth. For sure. Do you mind if I pry a little bit into that life of yours? Go if for not, it. it's all good. No, go for right. it. Just like... A do you guys do like a like a weekly thing, you know, like a weekly little date or something or a catch up or is it kind of just random whenever you feel like talking to each other? Like a virtual date? Whatever. Yeah. In person, virtual. Call well, on the, on the, how it's uh, how it's going at the moment is uh, we would pretty much just I, w I would pretty much just make the 30 minute drive to her house pretty much whenever I was available during break. Nice. And then. Once school started, it would pretty much just become a weekend, a week, a weekend thing. Sweet. And, okay, good. And if I was free, any time in the middle of the week, I would catch her after work, and we would go do something. That's awesome. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Just really important, you know, to have a consistent sort of. All right, this is the time we talk about whatever it is. You know what I mean? How's your day? How's your week going? 
that kind of thing um, people don't do, you know what I mean? Right, and she's she's really good at planning things. Like, if we need to get something out of the way, then she'll definitely make that a goal of hers, and we'll focus on that instead of just having free time with each other. It's a good time of life. <laughs> yeah. There's barely any relationships being made with people no, in general. Are you are you making any? No, sir. No Not at the moment. Do you plan on it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if what I'm going to necessarily harbors the kind of values that I hope to find in somebody. You know what I mean? But uh, it's on. Sometimes it's on the list. Sometimes it'll be what you're not expecting at all it's true it's true sometimes that person will be good for you and you won't know it but i'm just like concerned with um and maybe this is a no actually i'm I'm pretty solid on this excuse me there's just like certain things that you have to have with somebody you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you gotta okay so is this somebody who wants to have a family yes or no one person might think that everybody who's dating wants to have a family and the other person who's dating, you know, wants to just try uh, or just doesn't want that. Right. Mm-hmm. They might want to get married or whatever, but they're not into having a family. Right. Or, or what about finances or what about um, kind of uh, social life? These, these things that I think are, aren't, aren't talked about until too late. And I'm like, okay, so I want to be in an environment where that's kind of understood. Like, I want to have a family. You know what I mean? Have children. Yeah. I mean, um, talk about finances and have a kind of a, a solid plan before that. What do you do before that? What do you do after? You know? And I think that's, I think there's kind of an unrealistic expectation of any relationships that are in high school. Yeah. It's like, if you're not raised, it, it, like, if your parents haven't taught you anything about relationships, then you kind of have this fairy tale idea of what a relationship is supposed to be. And out of the two in the past uh, in high school that I have been in, they were in, they were extremely two di- like extremely two dimensional. Right. It was just like, I'll see you at school. Uh, love you. Kiss a little bit. Uh, bye bye. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's um it's a good learning experience, I feel. That was yeah. my experience with that learning, you know. Okay. Oh absolutely. I kind of I kind of loved getting out of the relationships that I had in the past. Kinda of weird. Yeah. Uh interesting. Especially because once you get out of the relationship, you then have access to that person behind the scenes to really ask them like okay that ended what bothered you about me and uh they're able to look at you from a different perspective than you are at a very intimate level and i think that's something that you should really take advantage of once you're put in that situation because you can definitely learn off of that and then put that into a different relationship in the future Right. That's uh, almost precisely why I said it's a good learning experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Now you can, re- and you can actually ask that person um, some questions that you can't ask anybody else. Okay. What are you going to do with what you've learned going forward? I don't, I don't know. I guess if you're going to have a relationship in high school, just 
just don't just go for it and see what happens because you're gonna learn you'll probably get your heart broke big deal big whoop you know that's how it goes well if it doesn't happen Harding. in high school it's gonna happen sometime in your life sometime you know yeah I think that's a good thing i think that's a very good thing in in hindsight now when i was in middle school i'm like Psh, if you're in high school and you're dating you are a loser and you don't know what you're doing with your time you know because i don't know i thought i was so smart right and like and and i guess it's true <laughs> high school relationships and that was my um, my uh, mind going into high school. Like, no, that's not what you do because it's like, that's not going to work out. So you do something that doesn't work out, you know? It's like you had, you had the right idea. But after the fact, after going through it, getting kind of, I don't want to say sucked into it because that's not what happened. But, you know, it, it kind of just happens and you don't really think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you gain, you gain a lot. I, I gained a lot figuring out what kind of personality you are, what kind of personality they are, and the fact that you can still be friends with somebody even though, you know, you don't get along in certain ways. I guess that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. Un un unless you ended it in a extremely toxic way and there's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to rekindle that relationship. Even, even on a friend-to-friend -friend basis. One thing that I don't understand, though, is why a lot of people in high school and honestly later on in life they get into relationships like extremely intimate relationships uh without any motivation for progressing that relationship like some people I just I people just get into relationships just for the sake of being in a relationship they don't think about uh i don't like i don't know if i really want to marry this person or have kids with them um, something to do get lonely you want to be with someone but you don't want to be with someone that much you know what i mean yeah that, that's what that's something that, that's a massive i don't even think you can call it a pet peeve but mm -hmm. i see the, those relationships and it's really just super unfortunate you know what i mean like come on you don't have that much time to be spending like think about like how many how much time does it get take how much time does it take to like really know somebody like a year two years three years it's you know? it i mean it's honestly dependent on whether on like how much that person wants to offer that's, that's how exactly how faithful they are in you that you won't disclose their information to anyone else right or and and for a lot of people it takes a lot of time to get to that point you know what i mean i think a year and a half is a pretty good marker two years is probably a pretty good marker where you can get get to a pretty intimate time with somebody right mm-hmm years man and then you, you spend another two years and then something happens and you drop it dang dude you spent four years with this person didn't work out now That's... you gotta start over from scratch so i think that might be part of why people stay and don't progress it's because they're kind of stagnant they're stagnant they're not growing they're not they're not withering um but they're afraid to change it's kind of my take on that not only that but also if you're going into a relationship not expecting anything more from that relationship, then you're not going to disclose any of your personal information to that person because you don't ultimately want to spend the rest of your life with them. Right. So there's still kind of that hesitation there. And the only way right. you can really improve yourself is by disclosing that information to that person and you know, vice versa, 
and then once the relationship ends or you've gotten extremely far into that relationship where you can just talk about it and digest it i think only then can you improve from that situation you have to have complete honesty with that person and kind of have that motivation to go all the way yeah absolutely okay what's the purpose of this meeting today you know what i mean yeah are we here to con- or are we going to uh, create a bond <laughs> i guess it's the only way i could really put it yeah and if um, if one person is under the impression that relationships are for creating bonds um, with one person over a long period of time, hopefully over a lifetime, ultimately, and the other person is there, you know, for fun or whatever, that messes that that's a messes a lot of uh, things up. Um, and I think when what can, when can you disclose? Right, and that's that's honestly where most relationships take the hit and like figure out whether they really want to continue with it or not because like within the first week or two you're obviously going to have those conversations like okay do you want to have kids are you in this for the long run is it something like like is this just an experiment for you like what's the situation here like you immediately figure out whether you two are compatible for each other so that there's at least some hope that it could have some longevity i think that's really really important to to say it right away who are you and then what once do you, you want yeah and then once you once you mat, match with that eventual person then you can think about disclosing information about yourself and getting loose with that person and really showing them who you truly are as a personal right. investment for the future so that you can have you know, someone from outside of your body looking at you intimately. Those kinds of relationships, I think, are, are, are underrated and maybe even to some people, not, uh, they don't seem possible, right? With, I think it's a 50% divorce rate. You're like, wow, man, 50-50 shot, here we go. <laughs> um, but I don't think I don't think that's a legitimate um, statistic, not because it's not a legit statistic, right? But that's n- it's because it's been primed in a certain kind of way. Uh, I don't think the divorce rate has to be like that. I think, yeah, it goes back to a cultural thing, right? What what culture are we in? We're in the hookup culture, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are a uh, meaty body for someone to enjoy, as opposed to a person who you're trying to create a, a relationship with over a long time. So if you want to have a real relationship, you got to disclose. No, 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 no. We're not here for for uh, for a quick fix. We're here for a uh, human relationship, a genuine human relationship. Would you say that a lot of people in our generation are uh, a part of the hookup culture or a part of the, you know, want it for a lifetime culture? Um, I think, I think that the Gen Z generation is very slightly um, pointed towards a lifelong relationship. Um, that's what they want. Um, I think a, a very large majority as well are part of the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the kids are uh, people our age, right? Early twenty, early 20s, late, late teens, 19, 20, 21, right? They've seen their parents get divorced. They've seen kind of how... how detrimental it is to a family and they don't want anything to do with that 
um, or what can do to another friend, a, a friend, right? Say, mm-hmm. say you're a kid and you got a friend, your parents get divorced, your your friend is crushed, and you see that at school every day. And so I want to believe that the kids nowadays, or I, I say kids, uh, you know, but the people nowadays uh, our age don't actually want that, and they want to have a legit relationship. That's my hope, and I think that's somewhat true. Um, sorry. On the same uh, on the same side, it's yeah, no hookup culture, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, I I think hookup culture is just a general teen thing that everyone's mm-hmm. into. I mean, it it's literally just hormones. It's yeah. How can I get satisfied the fastest? And I think that's really unfortunate. I think it is, um, and I know I'm I'm like ultra conservative you know i think i believe that uh it doesn't have to be that way and i think kids can can learn the importance of of sex and things like that and what what it's really for and and what their bodies are made for and what their minds are made for in a relationship to somebody else um i think the big disconnect nowadays is that um we're disconnected from what biology says sex is and from what uh, society sex says sex is, right? So now it's just, okay, pleasure, a lot of pleasure, really fast, mm-hmm. right? And then biology says, yes, pleasure, good. That's a good thing. That's, that's, the, that's part of the point of it, but also a baby, right? And with that disconnect, um, it, it, it hurts people's um, mental states, you know what I mean? Because your biology says still that there's a baby supposed to be coming. I, I think we've had this conversation a few times, but I think that's where we're at. Marriage means sex and a family and a baby, right? And now it doesn't mean that. I think that's a problem because I think that's that's a break away from nature. I think it's natural for society to have a different idea of what sex and marriage is as we progress. Sure. People yeah. start thinking different ways, and people start but, acting on uh, different you know, ways. I would like to kind of—I have something to say about that. I think with the um, advent of uh, unlimited sex, right through the pill or through you know, condoms or whatever, that's also accompanied by the divorce rate. That's not the way it used to be. It's also accompanied by, um, uh, you know, a heightened use of of drugs accompanied by um infidelity significantly you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because like if if you're a man right and you don't have your any sort of moral you're not a horrible person but you don't have like the greatest moral compass right and you know that 90 percent of the girls 90 percent of the women around you are on um the pill and can't conceive why wouldn't you want to be more aggressive and try and get sex from them because there's no baby coming. You know what I mean? Right. But when you know you're in a society where you know that uh, that's not an option, you have to restrain yourself because there's also the lingering thought that, wait a minute, no, uh, this is wrong because now I'm going to be a father with this person I don't know. Um, so I think so. humanity might progress, but is it just moving in a direction or is it progressing to a better uh, society? Oh, <laughs> By that, I meant progression, like, definitely horizontally. Like, it's definitely progression, but I don't... Right, which way is no, it going? No one can really say whether it's an improvement or a decline. 
but we're definitely advancing yeah. in time and yes that's absolutely just, that's just kind of the habit that things start to go in people start to adapt we've also evolved past stone tools and hunting right and we now have access to technology which is some might say an improvement but it's also a decline to the human you know it's a decline for us being able to think independently yes yeah yeah it's it's like it's it's a two-way street no matter how you look at it like it's like technology is an improvement for i guess society overall you know yeah like advancements towards space i i i I guess advancements towards ai but if you think about it personally i mean it's it's it really is just declining your your ability to think for yourself sure it opens up gateways for like promoting yourself online it 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 opens up ways for people to find you for jobs and whatnot right and there's those pros but there's also the cons of social media and how it's affecting the youth right and there's no guarantee that you're gonna use the abilities of putting yourself out there for future employers when you're just your cloud your mind is clouded by social media right right it's it's yeah um it's a it's a great problem you know what do we do with this tool that's been given to us through our own capacities i guess our own faculty technology social media right and i i I guess somehow that was supposed to tie into the progression of marriage and sex (laughs) and how people interpret it it's like right marriage and sex has progressed obviously but i don't know people see pros to being in an open relationship they're loose with it there's no legal bindings to that person right um i don't know that's a difficult topic i i believe that there is a way that humans ought to live and that we need to that that we're always striving to find that way right and i think um it's sort of like a pendulum and you're trying to get the the pendulum to stop swinging but it always swings one way to the one way or the other mm-hmm. uh, but i guess you have to focus yourself on where you want to be along that like trajectory you know are you on the right are you on the left not not politically but just you know culturally or culturally or whatever or are you in the center where you ought to be i guess it's kind of like yin and yang you know there's a little good in the bad and there's a little bad in the good mm-hmm. i just hope that you know uh, humans live the way we ought to well you could definitely you could you hope know. that all you want exactly. and, I think many people have. and everyone is probably thinking that it's right. just your idea of how humans ought to is probably extremely different than how other people are is there a universal way that it works for everybody that is the way for everybody i think there is i don't i think that's the, I think that's humanity's curse. I think everybody everybody has their individuality and everybody has their ego and that's the war that you fight with yourself when you're looking for common ground with everyone. Oh, well, um, what do I want to wrap this up with? 
do I want to end this out with a lovely good night to everyone tuning in? Yes, thank you. What do I? How do I? How do I end this? Well, um, I hope twenty twenty taught you a lot of good lessons. You know. Yeah, I. I realized last year's re I, I I think resolutions are pretty useless. I'm gonna be honest. I agree. Everyone says they're gonna do them, and they obviously do not. I said I was going to get yeah. jacked last year. Uh, that clearly did not happen. <laughs> but I think a more effective way of using the new year, if, if, if you want to do that, no, nobody's forcing you to celebrate the new year, but if you're passionate about celebrating resolutions and whatnot, I think you should really just turn, aim yourself more towards a better you mentally and physically don't don't like some people might say that's a resolution but i think a resolution is kind of forcing oh. it's like saying you'll do it but right. you never give yourself the context under how you're going to do that right i think you i think if you just give yourself the broad idea of bettering yourself then that gives you enough motivation to like, okay, how am I going to better myself? Do I want to do it physically? Do I want to do it mentally? If I do it mentally, then I might be able to focus on my physical self more. Exactly. Double whammy. And I, I, I just, I feel like this episode right now is extremely important because another way to better myself is look back at who I was a year ago, back in 2021, and it's now 2022. And I can compile the lessons that I learned from both years. And I can look at myself from 2022 and be like, wow, I was a lot more honorable then. I was a lot more social then. Maybe I should bring that back into this year. Couldn't have said it better. Happy 2021. Regardless of what comes, it'll be good because you'll be happy. if you could, Because you'll do that for yourself. That's what we're hoping. 